now proudly presented on SNME. That's Sunday night's main event. Patreon and free feed. Yo. We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the shore fine. Went to ready on the four ties. Heavy traffic during four five. Got a hustle on the own time. Color people every port side. We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit Ladies the and fine. gentlemen, your host, your boy, George McKay, here with a returning guest to Straight Talk Wrestling. The man who I credit with giving me one heck of a wrestling IQ for the hour we spoke the last time. The incomparable future Hall of Famer in my eyes, Al Snow. How are you, yes, sir? If I were doing any better, I'd be jealous of myself. <laughs> so I actually, uh, we did speak about a year and a half ago, and it was one of my favorite conversations. And I know you speak to a lot of podcasters, so I'm sure you probably don't remember, but you gave me probably some of the best insight I've ever had in terms of the psychology of pro wrestling, well, talking you. about the origin of head, which by the way, thank you for signing my mannequin head. That was a very cool moment for me, and I'm going to hang that in my basement with all thank kinds you. of pride. Yeah. But in terms of the psychology now of the business, and in terms of I guess getting yourself out there more in terms of the digital media and the content creation that's out there. Did you think that wrestlers would be as pop culture and as successful as it has become, like making all of you essentially households names and bringing you kind of back into the forefront of pro wrestling? Uh, I hoped, you know, when it was done while we were doing it, I really, my goal was to, that if you were a fan of professional wrestling, that it would uh, increase your appreciation and respect for it and for the wrestlers and what they have to go through to do it. If you were not a professional wrestling fan, it was my hope that it would it would motivate you. It would maybe even if just nothing else, create a curiosity that could then potentially grow the audience and expand it uh, even further for the wrestling business. Um, and I think it, it's done that. Um, I think that thanks to Greg Whiteley, he was able to pull the curtain back enough, but not so far, that it killed the magic of wrestling, and um, and people can still believe and still have, still enjoy it for what it is. Were you afraid of that? Like when they approached you with Isaiah, were you afraid of how far the curtain would be pulled back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no different than uh, I always use the analogy of uh, the Wizard of Oz. Uh, when the movie starts out, it's all black and white. It's very dull. And then uh, Dorothy goes to Oz, and everything's colorful, magical, everything's possible. And at the end of the movie, we pull the curtain back too far, and we see it's just a little old man pushing buttons, twisting dials, uh, and it goes back to black and white. All the magic goes away. So I wanted to uh, open it up, but not pull the curtain so far back that we see me, the little old man, twisting the knobs and pushing the buttons to where it killed the magic for an audience. Absolutely. One of my favorite moments in the documentary was the second episode where it's you, your wife, a couple of the OVW stars, Joe Mack being one of them, who's a good friend of mine. Yeah. And you guys were all just eating dinner. I don't know what it was. I asked Joe if it was pizza. Oh, it was pizza. He said he didn't tarnish his body with any of that because he's immaculate. But he said you indulged yourself in about half the pizza is what he told me in the sure. conversation. Oh, yeah, why not? I bought it. <laughs> it's not like that cheap guy Joe Mack is going to buy it. So. If that's fair. That's fair. He is quite cheap. You know, he actually yeah. gave me uh, – he asked me for change one time, and he gave me back three ripped-up $5 bills. And I accepted them because he's like seven feet tall. Yeah, well. Scary dude. Yeah, he usually just uses a Groupon for anything. So. I figured that's what it was. But that scene where you're kind of talking about like you're watching WWE Raw and you're looking at things and you're kind of explaining it from your perspective and they're also explaining it from theirs. But I saw the reaction in your face, the general reaction when they were both having that conversation with you. It looked like they were getting it and seeing it from your side before you could even speak. How cool is that to see like your, your knowledge rubbing off that way? 
Oh, it's great. I, you know, uh, because my, it's not a, you know, see it my way type of thing. It's, I want to give them an insight that will give them more opportunities to be able to uh, have a chance at doing what they want to do, which is be a professional wrestler and being able to do that for a living and nothing else. And the only way they're going to be able to do that uh, is to, you know, really know and understand what it is they're trying to pursue, what an audience is really desiring to see, and then how to give it to them, you know. So, um, so that's really all I, you know, I, I want them to do is, I just want them to have the, the, the best chance and the greatest uh, uh, when they get that because if they're in it long enough and they really desire it they'll get the opportunity but they're only going to have one chance to make a first impression and uh, it's going to be a one and done or it's going to be they're going to take the information and the experience that I give them and they're going to be able to capitalize on it and then create that one opportunity into a career. Absolutely, and another great moment for me in the documentary series was when they were trying to encourage you to get back in the ring to, for the big one, the first big one, which was a resounding success. It's actually, I actually purchased it before the documentary, well before, and I loved it. I purchased it because I know Joe was going to be in the main event, oh, yeah. but I did enjoy you whooping his ass. I'll be oh, honest with you. you, I did. I did enjoy that. I enjoy. I enjoyed I, it too. I enjoy watching Joe get his butt kicked. I don't know what it is. He's got that I, face you want to punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people enjoy watching Joe get his butt kicked. Uh, I'm sure Joe's family members probably enjoyed it too. Oh, 100%. I'm sure I could see at home his mom's like, oh, my poor baby, that schmuck. Yeah. That son of a, you know. But, Thank uh, God he's pretty. Yeah, that's absolutely. Well, that's all he's got, right? There's nothing between the ears. Oh. <laughs> but when they were encouraging you to get back in the ring, and I almost felt like, in a way, you were hesitant to do it because I guess you're always your own toughest critic. But I also felt like you didn't want to take away from these your roster that you were helping build. Exactly. Was that kind of the vibe that I yeah. was? Was I picking up on that vibe? Yeah, that's why I don't feature myself on the show if if I'm on the show then my responsibility changes my responsibility becomes me my responsibility is that I need to sell me so that I can sell the show if and when I'm not on the show I am able to devote my attention and my responsibility to all of the talent and try to sell them. But it's just the nature of the beast that if I'm on the show, it's now all about me. And I'm not, and it's very difficult to try to, you know, um, juggle the, the two at, at the same time. So I'd rather, you know, and my time's passed. This, this is their time. So let me give 100% of my effort, my interest, my attention to them, not to myself. And that's why I didn't want to do it. Absolutely, I get that. So, did you and Head have a one-on-one -on -one conversation to figure out, you know, do you have one more match in you? Did you guys, did you and Head have a long, reflective period of time of discussion? Well, we talk a lot, you know what I mean? Most of the time, we usually argue. Uh, Who wins those arguments? I, I would say me, but of course, they would say them. So, I mean, that's that's because they just try to be obstinate and cantankerous. Um, it's a tumultuous relationship the two of you. It is. I mean, but you know, we, you know, it's spicy. You know what I mean? It, it has a certain, it fresh. yeah, a little ah. flair. It keeps the keeps the passion. You know, you know, and uh, you know, you just always, you know, keep things interesting. We go to the airport and they want to, you know, they were like, I don't want to go through GSA. And he's like, I'm going to get brain cancer. And you're like, shut up. The X-ray's not going to give you cancer. You know, and they're like, I don't want to ride in the bag. And it's, 
I can't breathe. If you couldn't breathe, I wouldn't be able to hear you complaining. So, you know, I want a seat. You can't. You can sit in the overhead bin. The seat belt doesn't fit around you. So we've went through this. So, you know, it's, it's you know, they want to drive sometimes. I'm like, no, not again. Yeah, didn't they? The li- their license got taken away a few times, right? <laughs> For good reason, too. Yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, when you don't have legs and arms, it's hard to kind of drive a car. It's tough. Then, yeah. you know, they want to go out and whore around all the time. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, brutal. Brutal. Terrible. Absolutely. Always end up at a strip club. <laughs> My final question. What was the vibe in terms of, like, I know in documentaries, they only let you see what they really want you to see, but I felt like the wrestler's documentary really laid out the information and facts. How close was OVW to having its doors closed? I was very close. Uh, you know, it was, uh, it's been a, a real challenge. What really happened with OVW was uh, because the, the wrestling business takes a certain uh, process. It takes a certain amount of time to build an audience. You're, everything is to educate an audience to like, dislike, believe, disbelieve, uh, whatever you want them to. And it takes a long time to really generate and build, a, a, especially like what we do makes it even more of a challenge as a weekly audience because we're literally running live television in the very city where you could just choose to sit at home and watch it for free in the comfort and safety and security of your own home so it's really that much more of a of an effort to do it and um we were just starting to really turn the corner and then COVID hit and then that was what put us behind the eight ball which gave entrance for Matt and Craig, Matt Jones and Craig Greenberg and Jeff Tumlin to come in uh, and, um, uh, you know, and then we had to start from scratch again. We had to, you know, rebuild. And, you know, quite honestly, like we were just really prior to the Netflix airing, we were starting to really uh, for the bigger events, we'd always sell out, and we were doing strong numbers—not great numbers, but stronger numbers—for uh, the weekly television tapings. Um, but we still weren't doing quite enough. Um, and now the Netflix series has given us uh, awareness and relevancy, uh, and it's—it's—we've sold out for probably the last 13 or 14 weeks straight. And uh, we have our pay-per-view December 16th that we're gonna do on YouTube. And um, we already physically have already sold more than three quarters of the tickets for admission into the arena. Um, You know, and so it's been a big help. I mean, uh, but it came at the right time. Um, Going through the process of both building an audience and reacquainting the talent with the skills of what we really do by telling stories, not just doing wrestling moves, but telling stories, using wrestling to tell the story. Um, if that had happened even a year before, we wouldn't have been in a place that we could have taken advantage of it. you know. But the fact that it's happened now, we're in a place where uh, we can really use it as a springboard to go forward for the company and continue to build. So. I love that. Well, I'm glad that OVW is around. I'm glad that you're passing on your knowledge because I do think you're one of the most intelligent men in pro wrestling. And that's my opinion. And you can you can disagree with me or not, but I think it's factual. And to sit down with you again, sir, is an absolute pleasure, honor, bucket list checked off. Do me one favor. I, I'm a fan at heart. So can we just can we just together ask what does everybody want? Sure. 
Ready? One, two, three. What does everybody, everybody want? want? Head. Thank you so much. Al Snow, Straight Talk Wrestling. Peace, love, and wrestling, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for watching. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and turn on that notification bell so you get notified each time we post a video. Alternatively, you can check us out on all podcast platforms and host it on Podbean. We are also available on the SNME Network. That's the Sunday Night's Main Event Patreon. Please feel free to check us out there as well. And don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms at underscore Straight Talk on Twitter, at Straight Talk Wrestling on Instagram, Straight Talk Wrestling on Facebook, Straight Talk Wrestling on TikTok, and of course, you can check out all our merch at ProWrestlingTees.com.